may be seated as we hear a reading from the Gospel of Matthew. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field, but while everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore again, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow a good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, an enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, no. For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat among them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will be at the end of the age. The son of man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where will, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous shall shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Growing up, most of us want to do things maybe we're not old enough to do or smart enough to do yet or big enough to do. Little kids love to play grown-up, uh, pretend to be the parents, or when you learn to start an instrument, nobody I know wants to start by just playing scales for hours and days and weeks and months. You want to start playing songs, right? 14-year-olds, in my experience, they want to drive now, not when they're 16. A little league team, they don't want to practice hitting the cutoff man or going over the bunt sign. They want to play the game. And even after we grow up, we still want to enjoy powers we don't yet have, maybe never will grow into. Subordinates want to be the boss. Workers in the prime of their career dream about retirement. And what if we actually did all those things we aren't really able to do? Like kids would be eating ice cream for breakfast, I know that for sure. Bands and orchestras would sound like the horn of a car. The streets would be filled with drivers who can't see over the dashboard. Christians would think they are God. And that is at the heart of what our gospel text is about today. Today's parable from Matthew addresses the human desire to do much more than we're made to do. Our doubts that God will make things right, that God is God, this text is about our desire to control for ourselves, our willingness to push God aside so that we could do God's work for God, as if God can't or won't do the work for their self. 
So to get at this, Jesus tells the crowds a parable about a field full of wheat and weeds. And when the servants see the weeds, they ask their master, where did all these weeds come from? Which is a really important question. Like, what do you think? When you see the weeds of this world, violence, whether it's big-scale violence as nations are at war or similar or smaller-scale violence as guns have become the leading cause of death for Americans under 20 years of age, like, where do those weeds come from? Or when you see disease, oftentimes random disease or random suffering that just lands on somebody, where do those weeds come from? Lots of the weeds seem to come from out of nowhere. Others seem to maybe even come from ourselves, or at least those around us. Maybe we see unfair systems or unjust institutions or deepening greed or ongoing privilege. I mean, we'd have to bury our heads in the sand to not notice that some have exponentially more than they could ever use while others starve, suffer, or live in squalor. We see weeds out there. Many of our prayers have asked a question, like the servants in the story ask, where do all these weeds come from? So in the parable, their master says, an enemy has done this. Later, when Jesus explains this parable, he assigns the devil to the role of the enemy. I do wish he'd say more about that. Because <laughs> oftentimes we ascribe random chance as the reason for unreasonable weeds in our world. We may say something like, stuff happens. Something like that. And it does, for certain. But the idea that stuff happens is an idea that weeds pop up randomly. Jesus, in this text anyway, though, ascribes the stuff of life, the weeds, to something more particular than random chance. He says, an enemy has done this. Okay, so is there something that can be done about this? What do we do about these weeds? Notice the servants do not ask follow-up questions about this enemy that Jesus speaks of. They do not trust that their master plans to deal with the enemy who's polluted the crop. They just want to throw themselves into the middle of a battle they don't understand, a battle they can't fully understand. They want to go and gather up the weeds right now. It's like a 14-year-old wanting to take the wheel away from their parent. I'm ready or a novice guitar player just taking the solo halfway through the song. I got this. The servants are ready to march right into that field and start ripping weeds out. Let's go. Let's do this. But the master says, no, 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 no. For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow until the harvest, which makes anyone who's ever had their own field or who gardens... It kind of makes us ask, like, really? <laughs> Let them both grow until the harvest? Are we sure this master knows what they're doing? Won't the weeds, if allowed to grow, choke out the wheat? Or at least make it harder for the wheat to grow? And this is what I love about this parable, is that at every turn, I am questioning the master, the planter, the farmer, 
whom we find out is God, just like we question God in our own lives, oftentimes wondering whether this God of ours really knows what's going on. Wondering whether God really does have the whole world in his hands, if you know what I mean. We see violence, we see disease, we see greed, we see hatred, we see all these imperfect and broken systems and broken families. We see our own sin, seeing these weeds, we want to do something. It reminds me of a scene from Lord of the Rings, the fellowship, they don't know which way to go. They're kind of stuck on this path, so they rest. And as they rest, Frodo hears something nearby, and so he goes over to Gandalf the wizard who's guiding them all along the way, and he, he tells them, I think somebody or something is following us. And Gandalf is like, oh yeah, it's Gollum. And in the movie, it cuts to this shadowy, icky-looking figure. And this is when Frodo exposes that he thinks Gollum is a weed that he wishes could just be ripped out. He says, you know, it's a pity Bilbo, this is Frodo's uncle, it's a pity that Bilbo didn't kill Gollum when he had the chance, which is a whole other story in The Hobbit. But the point is, Frodo sees Gollum as a weed and wishes he could just be ripped out. Wouldn't everything be better if we could just bulldoze our way through this life, ripping out all the weeds whenever we think we see one? But Gandalf doesn't play along with Frodo's fantasy. Gandalf looks up at him and says, you know, many that live deserve death. Some that die deserve life. Can you give it to them, Frodo? Don't be too eager to deal out death in judgment. Even the very wise cannot see all ends. The servants in the parable think they, they can see things like God sees them. They assume the best thing they can do is just get rid of all those weeds they see. But Jesus makes it clear they can't know how to do that without getting rid of a lot of wheat along with it. We servant types, church people who can see weeds in this world and want to do something about them, have throughout history tried to perfect God's fields, oftentimes assuming God doesn't really know what God's doing, that God is actually at least sometimes a pretty bad farmer, needs our expertise, as though we need to come in and save the day for God. Gandalf says, don't be too eager to deal out judgment. Jesus says, the Son of Man will do the work that eventually separates weeds from wheat. Trust me. We want to clean up God's field for God, but the Master tells his servants to trust that the time will come when God will do what needs to be done. Jesus says, let them grow together till the harvest, and at the harvest time, I will tell the reapers what to do. So we, church, are reminded today that it is God's field. God will take care of the weeds in God's own way, in God's own time. And in the meantime, we're called to do something far more difficult than to become a bull in a china shop, than to be a lion among a bunch of lambs. We're called by this parable to live within a mixed field. We, as much as we want to judge we want to weed. We want to point fingers. We want to be right in their face. We're called to do a much more difficult thing. We're called to simply grow. 
among weeds. Trusting that God will judge, God will weed. That instead of pointing fingers or being right, that God will open God's hand and make things right for all. All things new. All things love. God knows how. And in faith, we know God will. And you know what? This is really good news to me, because I hate weeding. Do you like to, does anybody like to weed? This time of year, any of you gardeners out there, and I know we have some here, you know, weeding stinks. Hurts my back. Lots of them are spiky. They hurt my hands. Maybe I should wear gloves. I don't know. Too often I fail to even get the weed by the roots. So they just come back anyway. Maybe I don't really know what I'm doing. In the kingdom of God, we don't have to obsess with weeding out those whom we think are the weeds. Our job is to grow. So instead of obsessing over the weeds we think we see, the question for us is, how are you growing? How can your growth as a child of God help to grow the whole community? Could your prayer life use a little more attention? Next time you find yourself scrolling through nonsense on your phone, you could set it down. Close your eyes. Scroll through the people in your life as you pray. And then with those eyes still closed, you could then listen. God's even more powerful than any algorithm. Knowing what we need and how to meet those needs. Or maybe you could grow by inviting someone to worship with you. I have this conversation with church people often. We just don't have as many people in worship as we used to. And then we blame COVID and wonder about the current generations and all the normal hand-wringing stuff. Well, when was the last time you took the leap and reached out to someone who maybe used to come to worship or who would be well-served by being a part of our thriving community and just boldly invite them to meet you in the parking lot 10 minutes before worship so you could sit with them? Because this can be an intimidating place to walk into. Or maybe you could grow by writing notes to friends, a text, an email, a snail mail, I don't care, that simply says, I'm so glad God put you in my life, and here's why. And that's it. Or invite a friend over to dinner. Deepening relationships in any ways grows us. All year, we're going to keep talking about our value here at First Lutheran, that we build community. You're going to get sick of us talking about it. And we do it because we know at our best moments, we aren't called to weed. We're called to grow. Amidst all kinds of challenges, challenges like being busy, challenges like the political divisions that we live in right now, challenges like our own doubts and fears, challenges like our own sinfulness. God grows us that we would shine like the sun. Thanks be to God. Amen.